0: G'day, punters. Welcome to the Deep Dive. It's good to be back here on a Monday morning. It's been a few days, MIA. I haven't seen a race, and it's been wonderful as a result. But, uh, Jack Dickens, you're not going to be seeing a race either this week, but entirely different reasons, I believe.
1: Yeah, we've got the uh, the race-free week in Victoria, which, you know, I am very happy about. Uh, uh, the trainers, I think they, they, they ended up being okay with it, I think can't remember. Danny O'Brien wasn't worried. As he said, there's going to be two synthetic meetings. But racing basically starts on a Wednesday in Victoria anyway, unless you've got a lot of slow ones. And then there'll probably be a really wet track somewhere. So we, we're racing again on Saturday. Really excited about the week off. Um, was We're going to talk about it later on, but fuck, I wouldn't have been happy about it if we hadn't raced on Sunday. God bless sale. But um, should we first touch on – because the show's not live, Peter. Oh, well, we, I mean,
0: look but- – There is no way we'd be doing this next segment if we were doing a live show, but we'll have a go here and see what happens if it just cuts all of a sudden.
1: After the weekend that Shane's had and Shane wants to talk about it. Whatever Shane wants, Shane gets. Yes, welfare,
0: but in a different sense. What happened on the streets of Sydney? What has happened as a result since on social media? Girls, I haven't been with us. I've been somewhere where there's been no protests, there's been no media, there's been no internet reception. Tell me what happened.
2: Well, obviously there was that protest, the anti-lockdown protest in Sydney.
1: Um, I'm going to <laughs> try and stay of on Some Australia's pointy. brightest human beings attended. Yeah. Some of Australia's <laughs> deepest thinkers, deep, deep thinkers. have decided, decided the best way to get myself out of a lockdown is to go and potentially super spread the exact thing that is causing the lockdown. Yeah.
2: So many different angles we could go on here. We could talk about Scomo silence on it. We could talk about a lot of things, but
1: the headline act was... um (laughs) Mate, don't talk about ScoMo because every week when I bash that poopy pants, incompetent, (laughs) lacking in leadership, human being, one or two people get in touch on various platforms to ask me to please refrain from offering any political views. So let's not not talk about poopy pants, not speaking about this protest, but speaking up about the women who protested was that two months ago, three months ago?
2: Well, in the in the words of Poopy Pants, the women were lucky they were able to protest because in other countries I'd get shot with rubber bullets if they did,
1: or or yeah, or run over by horses. <laughs> anyway, because, back to because, sorry, yeah, you, go, you go, Back fine.
2: to back to the protest. Now, obviously, we've seen some fanfare on Twitter um, about old mate in the free speech T-shirt um, with that image of him with the outstretched arm with his fist making contact with the horse's head. I tweeted that early. I felt, I felt like I was like exclusive hashtag breaking with my retweet. I retweeted the image and said four weeks and a $500 fine, hashtag plate smasher. Good. Uh, but he then he – then, But then I left
1: it. Because this, uh, TB said at about the 600, I'm a Bronco, will need a miracle. And the plate smasher found the miracle. So he's in the clear on today's show. Um, well done, Billy. Great ride. Thank you. But then,
2: after that, I'll scroll back on uh, over the next, say, 24 hours or so. Half of that period, I was highly infected with crack and rum disease. But <laughs> there was people in the racing industry calling for the perpetrator to be hung, drawn, and courted. We wanted life imprisonment. We wanted public stonings, public hangings wanted to cut his arms and legs off. Um, massive outcry. Massive outcry from within the racing bubble. Um, a lot of big names on there too, um, getting involved with, from within the industry. People have, that have commentary positions um, on you know, Channel 7 and Racing.com and Sky. So, yeah, quite um, quite controversial image. Then we've seen a little... Um, i have seen a video. I think uh, a friend of the show, Damien Ratcliffe, might have posted a, the actual video of the incident. And it seems like the protester was more like defending himself or pushing the horse away. Um, hard to know, sort of, from the you know the still shot and then that small scrap of grainy vision. But um, certainly caused plenty of controversy.
0: Controversy. I was going to say, we're sending it to the bunker then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um well no well it just shows you the power of the media though. Like, I spoke to my mum who look well, doesn't care about racing but she was like oh that fucking guy punching the horse because she only saw the picture you know everyone just saw that picture and it overreacted
0: a thousand words as they say
2: well speaking of overreaction you, the guy was hunted down charged and refused bail initially on the Sunday um mm. And I think he's been bailed since. And, like, that's outrageous. He's been charged with animal cruelty, a um, number of other charges, you know, a fray or um, neglecting to obey a direct order, whatever bullshit language they use. Um, yeah, quite outstanding, really. I, I've, got more, I've got more of a question rather than anything else about the whole thing. Well, why the fuck are we using horses? as battering rams to disperse crowds.
1: Well, because, like, the the first, like, one of the first ever sort of, like, arms races in human history was horses. They are, like, a instrument of war, that's that historically. They intimidate and scare people. That's what they're there to, to like, control the crowd through fear and dominance. And a, a human being clearly lacking in the ability to make, like, decisions, because he was... Fucking there in the first place. Yeah, you know, reacted to the horse.
2: It's you can't, stupid. It's a tr- ridiculous argument on tweets uh, in Twitter world. Of oh, it doesn't matter whether he punched the horse or not. What was he fucking doing there? Well, it does matter if he punched the horse or not because that's what the, the blow up's yeah. about. That's what he's being charged with. Now, I think he might have had a set of knuckle dusters on.
1: Oh. In the image. Ooh. The plot thickens. Um,
2: and you know,
1: he grabbed the horse's mouth. Like I don't know, it's hard to. He's a reptile, hideous, hideous reptile. And if it's animal cruelty, then it's a deep, deep hole for everyone who's ever, you know, especially in the racing game. But it was, whilst he's a retrobate and disgusting human being, it's also, um, it was peak, was like, it was peak racing bubble work. It was bubble bath and yeah. Or everyone just said, this is a great opportunity for me to insert myself and get some. Uh, traction, some interaction on my tweets mm. if I get around this because everyone find, will agree.
2: I find calling yourself the son of God does that um, <laughs> equally as well, Jack. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, look, I really think some of the anti-racing protesters who I know are big followers of the show,
1: yeah.
2: um, they should be getting around the police course and just like ban – Stop, you know, using horses as human as battering ramps to disperse crowds and Yeah. Maybe maybe that's an angle
1: they could probably uh, put some focus on. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for the horse. Terrible situation which, which for what, him to be. Which is what like racing Twitter does. I feel sorry for the horse, I think.
2: Yeah, because um, he got punched. Remember. <laughs> I like my horse fast at first, Jack. <laughs> Not used to disperse crowds. And a
1: sad Wonder if. Are they X race horses?
2: Well, that horse's name was Tobruk.
1: Oh, that's racing
2: name.
1: And everyone would resonate around that without knowing the actual story of Tobruk racing.
2: Great great narrative, anyway. That was a highlight off the track. Possibly even on the track from the weekend.
1: (laughs) On Saturday, it was for us in Victoria. Fucking hell. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few. I actually had two emails, which I forgot to put into the rundown, just about how you handle the days. So, so where are we up to in the show here, Peter? Well, are we going to well, talk about?
0: Let, let's, let's go through it because Victoria, uh, apparently, I'm just running off what everyone else has told me, on Saturday the two Jacks had a day to beget. But as I was driving back up, visited uh, the good friend of the show, Luke Dayton, the great man, you now the boy, boy and up boy, um, went to the Bush and bush and Bull Tavern Had a few beers Watched Yulong Co get absolutely truckload In the last 90 seconds of betting So I just it away there I forgot the finger was still moving after a while Because I didn't have full control over it Outstanding <laughs> work by you two boys Sale made up everything Redemption was the big word But run us through to go What do you do after Saturday And how do you back up going into the Sunday
1: Um I, I found Saturday really, really hard. I find it's the biggest downside to what we do is like when you have a bad, bad day, you know you've like you've let a lot of people down on a big day. And uh, firstly, thank you to Shane who had a biggest day maybe he's ever had on the Saturday, which often happens with our team, and it's something I'm very happy about, proud of. Like we had a strip, but he didn't. So we, if you've got everyone's stuff, which most people are now. You survive, but personally, it was it was brutal, and it was a really brutal like start to the day. We we back to horse, the deck in Moorheadville. took oh. three fifty. It started two sixty, so it's a great like I've gone back and reviewed the bets on Saturday on Saturday night because I can't sleep when that when I lose like that, and um yeah, it just hasn't handled the track went all, fucking awful. We then yeah, but it did.
2: You had a monsoon in between races, and they all got put back.
1: Yeah, so it totally wasn't totally
2: different track that
1: you were betting on to what it raced on. Does that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Can't, which which really sucks. But then it's like, yeah. And then we had to Jura, where like well, the Vela Camp, if the money's on normally the horse goes pretty good. We've taken four eighty. It started two sixty the fair, I think, top of my head. But that just fucking wins. Then it pings a lids. It's in a beautiful spot. Then there's a horse that knocks us off that is like Three's out to six dollars, like maybe not one human being back with this fucking horse. And it, and somehow it's it's just gone good and won. And it just won. Feeding another thing that like no one wanted to be on. No one wanted to be with the horses that knocked us off. And two solid bets, like the particularly one at Melduro, like if you take four eighty about a thing if you take four eighty Corp NBLs about a horse that starts two sixty the fair, life's gonna be pretty good if you can do that like more often than not. Wobbly, 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 and then two Jacob Offerman rides, which I don't want to bash him because he's young, but fuck me. The lack of intent on Zesty Bull when you were having an awful day was just torture. The horse couldn't win from where it was, and um, that, that's how the day finished in, at Caulfield. I, I thought his ride on Capricorn Ridge potentially was just that of a really low confidence rider, like back last of the fence, circled widest, Jamie Carr put him even wider. He almost swiped the Mikey Card at the Caulfield train station and um, that horse went good. Anything else at Caulfield off the top of my head that we backed. What I about can't the remember. way that what about the,
2: the Sugar made like nothing nothing on speed which, which suited
1: us though, like like you wanted to be two to three pairs, one to two to three pairs behind the speed because it was a 23 kilometre wind, which like the bets, like we didn't actually lose very much money at Caulfield because I, I read the weather report, which I actually don't always do this early when I made the decisions and um, like Zesty Bell should have been right in the slot where Sugar Town was and they jumped together, you know. Sugartown was completely blessed the previous start and flat, was backed again, but was blessed again. Like that's the run that Zesty Bell should have got. Um I think you can follow Zesty Bell if you want to going forward. Um And then Awu Princess and, and shout out to the to the great man, the tonsils of TV, Terry Bailey. Um called all Saturday, nailed it, nailed some tight photos that even Matty Hill wouldn't have had a go at, and Terry just sort of declared them. Backed up and did fucking ten of the best at sale. The drive-to-sale from Melbourne, like where he lives, is not sweet. Very big effort. And if anyone caught it, and you have to be pretty sick to have watched, like the swans are on, you got the Olympics the same the rugby leagues on, there was everything was on yesterday and Terry was just holding while a horse got reshued <laughs> pistol behind the gates and he's talking about, oh, the Aussies are off to a good start. The Olympics picked up a silver medal in the swimming. Ah, the Japanese, a great race of people. It's a pity they bombed us back in the day. They <laughs> 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 so had to be really sick to catch it, but uh, TV was filling time oh. there at sale and it was at all time, I was, I was tearing up uh, in the office. Is there a chance
0: that TV uh, could be calling the equestrian for the Olympics right now?
1: He should be. I yeah. can't believe I haven't taken him over. I was, I was watching someone, that a bit last night. It was good. Yeah. I read on
2: Twitter or something that someone said that Matt Hill was calling boat races and I thought he'd moved to Sydney. <laughs> Sydney races. As it turns out, he was calling the rowing at the Olympics. I had no idea what oh. what was going on. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, TB done a marvellous job. Uh, <laughs> loved his call on I am a Bronco. Um, um, loved absolutely. his call even more on that horse fold that we're on as well that oh. just oh. sprayed me right up. I
1: think he was on it. Yeah, he must have been. I think he was on it. Yeah. Lucky uh, up. It must have been a
2: very fat day at sale for the Jacks because one Jack, yeah, Jack.
1: You I could
2: yeah. tell he'd won a heap on the day because he decided he in the chat group when I was blowing up, which is unlike me about rides. Oh. Jackson Jackson says, "Oh, I don't think the ride was that bad." To be honest, he's <laughs> clearly won a fortune and didn't care about the last race result.
1: about Jack is out wide stuff. He's tipped me. He's tipped um, France what to cover eight and a half or what with eight and a half or thirteen and a half. But the reverse now he. Blowing up this morning didn't take him straight oh. <laughs> they knocked off the dream team. But yeah, we lost 17.5 units on Saturday across Caulfield, Meldura and Morvenville. but we, uh, we won 23.5 yesterday at Sale, so uh, everything is right. We're going to be winning. We're winning 36 units for July. We're going to win for six months straight, flying into uh, August. I think we've got one meeting left in Victoria for the month, which you know, it's not possible for us to dust 36 units. And uh, yeah, we are, we are, we are back to the valley. Mag- so very, very exciting.
0: Just quickly before we leave Victoria, what is the plan for the week off? Obviously, we've heard a lot about what the trainers and jockeys won't be doing. Well, actually, I just assume that they've been back well, about that. But what are you doing?
1: A little. A little like the uh, Chop King Jr., Ethan Brown, who's riding out of his fucking skin, is underrated, and should be used a lot more than he is, said when interviewed after getting Lobster Noodle home, which was just a peach. Coffin, yeah. calm, balanced, strong riding, kept the horse in a rhythm, fucking outstanding. God bless you, Chop. He said, Yeah, well, there's not actually a lot we can do because we're in lockdown. So, uh, yeah, probably fuck all. Uh, working on my putting, like in the. In the hall, mat, learnt that the house isn't very level, which is good for indoor putting, but um, hopefully it translates to a bit of success when I get back on top of the grass. Yes, uh, apologies. I might have forgotten the fact that people are still
0: in lockdown in this country. Hashtag West is best.
1: Uh, well, we're a chance of getting out on Wednesday, I think. Okay. There's 11 cases today, so um, and they're all in isolation, so...
0: Isn't it great how we all communicate in the same language? Those who have been in Victoria, we talk about in isolation versus out in the community. Like it's just like natural. As soon as you mentioned cases, oh, but, Ryder, that's two days in a row. Another 12 and I can fly back.
1: Yeah, well, also in, in Victoria's defence, they're likely to be in isolation, aren't they? Because Dan locked down the whole state didn't hey. just uh, hey. ask you to be good like Gladys. Settle down. Isolation's a good thing.
0: I do some of my best work That's what in I'm isolation. saying.
1: Well, I spoke, I spoke to... I suppose to scurry and a on Sunday, you know, like it's, it's a scary times up there. There's no, like, there's no end in sight. No. we had 140 well. cases, it's fucking shit. Yeah. It's also, shit. like we're just having a conversation now, which
0: we'll just completely ignore the deep dive. Welcome back to the deep dive. Uh, girls, yeah. Queensland, this is the last you can get 50% off your set. Once it's over, it's over. Oh, I think
1: we, it, should, we should probably pen that. What do you mean? Well, could he fucking go any better? No.
2: Like, you're buying now, you're buying three years'
1: I worth. I don't
2: think and then you yet. just And then you're
1: just collecting. I think it's cheap enough when it's full price, to be honest.
2: Well, it's not doing it again. This is it. Once it's over, it's <laughs> over. You've got, to, got until the end of the week.
1: We spoke uh, about it. We spoke about it maybe um, last week, or when it, you asked me like how we celebrate a big, big day, and I said, I'm just not as good at it. Like, I was flaring up on Twitter and shit as you are. Fuck. <laughs> You really put the shoulders back, didn't you? I did actually. Um, my my
2: oldest boy uh, has a big school footy match on the weekend, so um, all the sort of parents of the school get there and get on the piss and being <laughs> being good, you know, country. A lot of good country lads go to school there and board there. Like you can drink Bundy rum or Bundy rum, basically. So. <laughs> I, I, had, I drank as much Bundy as I could stomach before I slid a few Krakens into me, the Spice Rums, all my go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, enjoyable. I, I, I copped a spray in the chat on the app last week because um, I didn't bet in the last few races. You know, I just wasn't confident, comfortable, didn't, prices weren't up my alley. And old mate gave me a fair, fair spray, basically called me a pussy for not betting. Um. And were you?
0: Huh? Were
2: you? No. Well, are you? The opportunity wasn't <laughs> there, but um, I hope he likes apples because on Saturday, I can. In, how do you like them apples? I bet the most units I've ever bet. Just every like I said in the in the uh, email, uh, message I sent during the morning, saying like we're going to bet the drift because there's a lot of horses that I like that are short that we're going to pile into late. And oh, dead set should have got like I oh, should have backed another three or four winners. I've got stitched up on a few.
1: There was one on the rides. Gold Coast maybe where like he was looking over his shoulder. It's like no, like don't worry about that. Just go to the fucking finish line, would you? Get any work look,
2: drifted to two forty and SP to dollar eighty. Like it was two forty three minutes before the jump when I sent the notification. And looks, I don't think we were the only ones on it, but anyway, there's a number of those ones throughout the day. But anyway, it was fun. Um. A couple of things of note, probably from the day that um, took my eye. Firstly, um, there's a lot of press, local press, uh, about a predest jockey in Queensland, Kyle Wilson Taylor. So only a young fella claims three in the metro um, area. He made the stewards' report this week, and for another suspension, he's getting very good at it. Twenty-first whipper fence, it says in the stewards' report, where he hit the horse six times more than permitted before the hundred metres. 21st offence um, and copped 14 days. He's spending a lot of time on the sidelines from suspensions, and, um, which is a bit a bit concerning. I would have thought, and I'd, I, don't know. I'm not always big on suspending, you know, kids, and they should be riding more. But I think when it comes to whip offences, I think that's the you know they're going to miss out on, on making money, aren't they? So, um, if it's an issue. A big if the whips a big issue and and the stewards are serious and you have had 21 whip offences, there's some there's something's got to change there, doesn't it?
1: Um. Oh, yeah, but like the whip the whips like a bubble bath. Does anyone give a fuck about it outside the bubble? And what what are they going to do in when they react to the people outside the bubble who everything's for when they find out that they wear spurs? Yeah. Because. I've said this a few times. I'd much rather cop a, a whip across my ass than have someone sit on me and dig their fucking heels into my ribs. It's just a not noise. disagreeing
2: with that. Um, one race that really took my eye. Um, now I did bet in the race, and we did back the favourite. It got beat, and KWT was on it. Talking about race seven at Durban. Uh, so indispensable was the horse that we backed. I think we took a dollar ninety-five or a dollar ninety, sp to dollar seventy. So normally I'm a bit reserved from backing anything under even money, but I rated this thing pretty short. Um, yeah, found the fence first, and then got crossed by the Waterhouse bot horse Regal Stage, and then twelve lengths fast, twelve point four lengths fast, the race to the six hundred. Now. Now, the only two on-speed on speed runners in the race, Matt McGillroy's ridden Regal Stage, and he's completely gone as a jock up here. They've gone 12.4 lengths far. So, young kid, Prentice, on the favourite. Rather than just sit in a slipstream, uh, he comes off the leader's back, and there's a gap to the third horse, and he's come off the leader's back and pressured the leader basically from the 800 um, off an extremely fast tempo. Uh I still thought we were gonna win on the corner. Um and then uh Willow Tito come from a nice trailing position to win. Now obviously fast run tempo, blah blah blah. I thought I've got to go back and have a look at these figures on punningform.com.au dot because I couldn't believe Willow Tito went as good as it did. Now it's probably I'm being conservative here, saying its figure is no, I'm being be factual. It's nine lengths better than anything it's ever done. I, now, this is this Costa stable who I can't catch. There was money for this, bit of money for it. Uh, it was very solid. Uh, how many very, how
1: many starts has it had previously? 33,
2: thirty-three starts. This was start thirty-three, and it's run a peak.
1: Now, not by only nine, a, by nine, you said
2: by nine lengths. Now, not only a peak, right? I just want to break down a few of these numbers here, and this is what grades you up, in my opinion. Gone out of the race has gone out twelve quick. So Will Otito's tracked that speed in about third or fourth from memory. Um, so it's gone uh, itself negative eleven home in negative point nine. So it's gone eleven quick and still broke benchmark on the way home. The last six hundred itself right now. If you go through its form, the last time it went in a last time it was in a fast run race, um, they went out 8.7 quick. It had um, like it went out itself 8.7 quick, got home 5.8 slow. You go through all its you go through all its figures. It's done. A ne- it's never been able to do anything like this whatsoever. Barely like barely breaking benchmark uh, on the way home. Mainly, you know, its best figure was was a minus 2.9. Um before that it was uh Gold Coast on a heavy track. Negative two point five. So there's no way I could have found it. Um just off that. Staggered me now. And I thought, well maybe the you know, maybe the, the figure could have been inflated or something like that. You know, you always sort of want to double check your work. Um the start before that indispensable one, he went out negative six point seven, got home in negative five point one to run an eleven a negative eleven point eight, which is exactly the same figure that he ran uh, on Saturday in running second. So, uh, indispensable has been, you know, very good his last two runs, and um, I suppose the early the early burn sort of cost it, but um, Will Edsita to do what it did was uh, quite staggering.
0: Yeah, I was even just looking at the class figures curls and there's only been one other time where it's got close to beating the class. So it's basically beating the class by 7.3 lengths. It's run second at the Gold Coast on the 13th of March, beating the class Aye. by six lengths. But its best winning no. figure against the class has basically been uh, 0.9 lengths better than the class. And that was back in uh, 2020 in July. So really, this is clearly well and above its best performance. At start thirty three, as you said, so. And they knew it was coming. Was yeah, look, like it
2: wasn't off the map or anything like yeah. that. I mean, it was still like double figures. You know, it low as nine, but I think I think they got bet like fifteen dollars or something after. So it was solid anyway. Right, there was there was money. There was, was money there for it. Um, looks like you it's know I touched.
0: I was just going to say it's been up for a while as well, but it looks like it hasn't really had a proper spell at any stage.
2: Yeah. No, so. Anyway, I'm one of those ones that are going to sort of grey you up going forward because, like, next start it's you know starts a dollar fifty off that, doesn't it? Um, one other, and the stable had one other runner on the day, which um, sort of Betfair said it wasn't going to get the right run, and um, <coughs> and uh, that's sort of how it turned out at the end as well. So anyway, uh, that's about it. That was about the. Highlight for me from Brisbane, um, you know, I've been saying this the last few weeks, just some good old-fashioned uh, um, off-season racing. The only, the other horse, probably the best performance really, um, was Hinged, the two-year-old at the mile, which we discussed uh, on the live show. That
1: was, that was a really nice way to start the day.
2: Um, is another horse that was and Taylor rode it. Went out very quick, six hey, how's nine, all- fast.
1: I did the same thing to that, Curls, as I did to um, Peter's. We, we, Curls and I had a couple more um, drinks together via Zoom on Thursday night, and I forgot that I backed Hinge, and I forgot that I backed whatever that was. So I then I backed us. them again on Saturday. Yeah. And particularly yeah, I haven't I mean, it was... seen it. It's just even with the one bed on it, I rode out so hard because I needed it badly. Yeah. Anyway. It pays to watch the show.
0: It does indeed. Yeah. I can't remember anything that happened, but uh, it must have been a good one.
1: Well, you weren't on it, but you were probably best on Google. You, you were pestering us.
2: <laughs> and apologies
0: to everyone who, who didn't watch the show on Friday because I think it was something along the lines of between one and a half and two, how many units am I having on am- Amacinus? And really, if I'd probably done a little bit more form, I would have tried to price it a touch shorter. Um, you know, a few of the arguments there was it started short in Narodio last start. Narodio was completely blessed, perfect run by, with Lacta on the saddle. Amacinus wasn't suited going to the line and what, suddenly, Narodio's into $2.20, I saw before the jump, and Amacinus is $5 and firm late to four forty. I thought, well, we'll find out.
1: Anyway, good Jeez, performance. You're, you're looking like yeah. shit, to be honest, Peter. You've had a big weekend and Curls is looking fresh as fuck. Winning's good for you, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it helps. It definitely helps. <laughs> All right, any other,
2: was there any questions? There's no other questions, was there? I didn't see any.
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't Um, I didn't ask for any. The intern didn't ask for any because I told him that I doubt Peter's going to be alive. So, I'm surprised to even be here, really.
0: It's a pleasure to be yeah. here as well. Um, All right, boys, what's in the week ahead?
1: Do I this... need to review anything at Caulfield or just... No. No, no you do Sweet. not. I thought pounding was good versus the bias or the pattern. And uh I reckon Evening Glory's going pretty good. But TB told oh. you about pounding on Sunday if you were listening, so... Doesn't just call the races, he's reviewing Caulfield on the go. Freak. Always reviewing a bit of pounding on a Sunday. Very
0: good. Um, all right, girls. There is nothing in Victoria until Saturday when you're back at the Valley. But what's happening in Queensland?
2: Well, tomorrow I'm off to Death Valley, also known as Gatton. Oh, Christ. Um, hasn't been a happy hunting ground for me this year. Um, Sorry. I don't know. I, Going through the fields, I'm not as excited about Gatton tomorrow as what I have been in the past, but we'll see what unfolds. Doobin Wednesday, and then Ipswich Friday. Uh, and then my birthday on Saturday. So I've got... Is it? Gold Coast, Eagle Farm. I'm really looking forward to having um, to the Eagle Farm fields. Back in the news again, Eagle Farm. Um You know, now that all the big money races are over, the trainers are now out there saying it needs to be, you know, ripped up and fixed because no one wanted to say anything. And also, well done to Ben Dorries, I don't say that often, um, for writing that article on RaceNet about that. And he sort of had half a crack at them because he said, no trainers or jockeys or participants want to put their name to any of the quotes. Um, They don't want to be seen saying anything negative about the track.
1: Which is uh, just like just like the guy punching the horse. Everyone wanted to jump out of trees <laughs> to bag him because he's never going to be required for an interview or to ride your horse or to train your horse. So, so the, the, field, the, field,
2: the field numbers for uh, Eagle Farm will be interesting, but we've also got Toowoomba on as well. So there's plenty of things to do this week. It, plenty of the meetings.
1: first person online to guess how old Curly's turning can have a, a week of whatever they want on me. I'm well, going f- to say 37.
2: Actually, I might post a photo that I took of myself. I must have been a real pest when I got home and must have been ringing a few people and that. I've <laughs> taken some selfies. It's not pretty. I look better today than what I did at 1 a.m. Saturday.
1: Did you, were you hugging the porcelain again on Sunday morning? Um,
2: no, no, I was pretty good.
1: How many times a year do you wake up and spew?
2: Nah, rare. Honestly, rare.
1: But what, 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 what? Just, like in, three, just four? In,
2: Nah, just in recent times, though, I have had a bit of a realisation that I am really struggling to handle it. Um,
1: yeah, and you're in so much trouble because a young bloke, like, to save cash, he's going to drink piss at home with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just going to be able to go, 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 go. Yeah, I'm
2: definitely starting to feel the pinch. Yeah. I am. I'm feeling the pinch. I'm feeling my age. Um, but I'd rather be hung over than dead, Jack, so we push on.
0: <laughs> there's a few clues to the over and underline. Um, all right. In New South Wales, there's Kenzo on Wednesday, Wyong on Thursday, Royal Roundwick on Saturday, and Kembler Grange on Sunday. Meanwhile, in West is best land, Mounting Yard Mail from Belmont on Wednesday. I won't be going to well, North on Thursday. Look. Mounting Yard Mail this Saturday, live from Belmont. Yes.
1: Bit of rain around that way, isn't
0: there? Yep. Uh, potential flash flooding this afternoon. So uh, I'll look out for that. I won't go outside because I'll probably end up face first in the ground and not moving.
2: I wouldn't go outside either because someone will yell out, hey, Jesus.
0: Hey, he's he's in hot demand out. at the moment, isn't he? You know, it's
1: good to check hey, against Jesus. those
0: vaccines. Ooh.
2: <laughs> Just remember, kids, take off your mask. Jesus will protect you.
1: Jesus wasn't vaccinated, bro. Um <laughs> And on a serious note, I'll have the week off. I'll be pretty bored. So if you do have any ideas, feedback, thoughts, email me, au. If you've got any ideas, I'd like to hear them. Glad <laughs> for now.